0: The Rewindables. The one you take to bed with you.
1: Hey guys, and welcome back to my YouTube channel. Today we have something very, very special. This is a 3D printed uh, Rocketeer Jetpack. For those of you that uh, know me, you probably know that I've been struggling to uh, get one of these for the last four years. Most uh, Rocketeer Jetpack kits go for about a thousand bucks. This is a plastic 3D kit that I got uh, off a fellow off of Facebook named Jonathan Penland. Uh, This is a plastic kit, and it has all the pieces you need to create a completed Cirrus X3. Uh, I'm going to be doing a series of videos on this kit as I progress through this build and start putting the thing together.
2: You You gotta
0: slow down, Chris. You gotta slow the way down. Is Jim or Jim uh, Jim, Well, it's both,
2: actually. Um, uh, Teachers, when we're growing up, you know, you always say, hey, you can have this one. He's a real jam. Well, good morning from Calcutta.
0: You get the slow way down. Full
1: play. Women, women, ain't they perfect?
0: Not
2: always.
1: Yes, they are. They're perfect. Don't matter if they're skinny, fat, blonde, or blue. If a woman is willing to give you her love, Arthur, it's the greatest gift in the world. Makes
2: you tall, makes you smart, makes you teach shine. And boy or oh boy, women are perfect. My choice for vice presidency: Senator Dan Quayle. If you're ever lonely watching television, your troubles may soon be over. That's because finally there's a TV that talks back to you. Kind of. Interactive TV doesn't really speak, but there is a whole lot more give and take than with your average two.
3: You, you have, have to, to be, be willing, willing to rewatch. To Oh my god. The jetpack is so slick and so cool looking. Mm. It's a dual jetpack with like a thruster engine in the middle with vents and like little rivets everywhere, and it's shiny as hell. And the
2: the cone tops are like, it looks like two little mini missiles. Adam Savage at Prop Store of London, and I don't even know if I need to give much of an intro because holy hell, look, it's a Rocketeer backpack. Brandon Allinger. Tell me about this backpack.
4: <laughs> yeah, so this is, you know, we've talked in the past about research and how so much of the interest in props and collecting props involves research and trying to understand why things are made the way they are. This was a really interesting case study because it's basically a casting, which I assume is fiberglass, of the Rocketeer pack, and then inside is this from heavy production. duty. From, from production, From, yeah. from that area, yes. And, and there's a heavy steel frame in it. Oh, really? And a down at the bottom. So, yeah, if you pick it up, or here, I'll, I'll, I'll show you. All right in there And, oh. you, and you've seen other rocket packs in the past I right? have
2: seen some other rocket packs okay so oh, I don't yeah. think
4: that pipe's a standard feature no
2: there's actually that's <laughs> clearly some part
5: f-
4: yeah. for some specific rig they've knocked a big hole in it so wow. th- this originated with a guy who was part of the special effects team it passed through a couple of hands and then it's wound up here and oh yeah what we understood is they were trying to figure out a way that they could maybe mount a guy in costume like on the front of a plane and get <gasps> real flying PO ov shots of you know over the shoulder so i guess as part of that they would mount him through the rocket pack and they'd build a pack for the full framework
5: let's just describe the, the the basic shape and structure so it's like two cylinder like rocket or missile shaped cones that are joined in the middle
0: joined in the middle with this like almost like um you know like uh like the heart of like a, a like a, it almost feels like a torso where it's got this like middle section uh where it's like all the all the you know combustion and exhaust and everything happens And it has this like circular, perfectly circular, like vent with, um, you know, vertical lines, like uh, venting. I don't know all the technical terminology of all this stuff. I'm not like a gearhead. Where its predecessors and earlier models failed due to heat
3: buildup, the Cirrus X3 was capable of maintaining a cool fuselage during prolonged periods of flight via the use of a double-walled combustion chamber. The housing's still cool. The rocket pack's alcohol-powered twin rockets are activated via control switches attached to both hands of the pilot, which also act as a throttle, allowing the pilot to maintain a stationary hover or reach and exceed speeds equivalent to that of a commercial prop plane.
0: It just looks so cool, and it's so smooth and silver. But all these little like uh, rivets, you know, uh, among the uh, along the, the the plates, like the different kind of pieces that fit together. Yep. So it looks like it. It just looks so. Like real and so yes. legit. And it is And it's got
5: this is not the exact right term, but it has like an accordion sort of structure that joins the two mm-hmm. on yeah, top. yeah And again like a I,
0: radiator, yeah. I don't
5: mean to say it looks like a radiator, but it reminds me a bit of yes, uh good. like the
3: the way a radiator has these like vents. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it's like two okay. Uh Again, we're saying all the same thing, but just in different ways. But it's like it's two silos that are rockets joined together in a shape that can only be described as a baseball cup. The center section Mm, looks like mm -hmm. where like if you were a giant and you needed a cup, like that's what you put over your crotch to protect yourself. And then it has like a chastity belt. (laughs) And there's like a venting (laughs) fan in the middle. And Mm. I think what's I don't I don't have an answer for this at all. This rocket is not the same rocket design as in the comic book. I have Correct. no idea. I have no idea why they changed it, but this is Because this one's cooler, better. frankly. This one's yeah. cooler. Hey guys, it's Norm, and I'm here with? Adam
2: Savage. And we are in your man cave once again. We're in my shop. To take a look at your shop. Let's, my let's, man cave, yeah. yes. Grown up.
0: Uh, <laughs> to take a look at a project you've been working on.
2: Uh, this is just something I've always wanted, uh, which is a uh, Rocketeer rocket pack. Not just any Rocketeer, the Rocketeer. Yes. From the The, Joe Johnson movie. From the Joe Johnson movie, one of my favorite movies, and an amazing piece of beautiful sort of early 20th century fantasy design. Yeah, exactly. The the rocket pack. So right now, my actual rocket pack body is at a metal plater. I'm having it metal plated. There's only one place that does this. He said he did one Rocketeer backpack before about 15 years ago. Wow. So it hasn't been done a lot. It's getting nickel plated. Uh, And in the meantime, I've been working on the engines. You, of course, had to build out the engines, couldn't just have the shell. How much of the engines actually
5: show up in the movie and stick out of the pack
2: not a hell of a lot but still but but, but these are these are accurate to th- what was built
5: up in the film mm-hmm. this is probably for another pod and we'll elaborate it in a bonus pod what was the basic design of the comic book
0: pack Dave Stevens's original rocket pack in the comic is just a single uh, it's basically like the, the single version of this double rocket it just oh, had one yeah. so it's just like one missile one, yeah one missile yeah. with little like fins it actually with, looked, like, a lot, it looked a lot it looked a Closer to the vacuum cleaner that, that Wilmer uh, stashes. Yeah, I they I don't, I don't know exactly who it was in the you know Disney art department or uh, or if it was the you know uh, set designer or whoever prop designer. Um, I imagine that Dave Stevens probably had some involvement because he was in the art department on the film and you know as a producer was like heavily involved
2: when Disney got into the picture it uh, the size of it the scope of it escalated uh, it got very big uh, very quickly and uh, the best thing about their involvement is the fact that they know how to promote films and uh, they seem to know right away what they wanted to do with it they wanted to retain basically what was in the comic um it was we we expanded on it and made it a bigger story a bigger adventure but basically it's the same story that's in the book and the great thing about it is we didn't have to go and run around trying to find existing places on a small budget they built Chaplin field up in santa maria they're in the process of finishing the uh, the bulldog cafe right now up north in the middle of an orange grove and it's uh life-size, inside and out, fully dressed. It's it's a restaurant. I, I assume that the, it's going to end up at Disneyland.
0: So I imagine, you know, they were like, oh, we got we to gotta jazz this thing up a little bit. Whatever they did, whoever created it, was, it is, it's so fucking it's so cool, cool looking. It's just so sick.
3: It truly, it, it reads more like a NASA instrument. Like, this is actually, if you like, look at the base of an actual NASA Engine, like uh, even there's like a black, I don't know what it is, but like the ring at the bottom that's like mm-hmm. the actual flames are flying out of. This is just, this is all straight urethane resin, uh, slush cast. When I see this, I go, oh, yeah, of course a human being could fly with that. Like, yeah. that's actually what I read from it is I'm like, yes, a man could fly if that was strapped to their back. I believe you, I believe it's that so, is a real instrument,
0: yeah, because it's so detailed and looks so like just like, you know, tangible and, and, and he- like, you can see how I mean, you know, uh, uh, Cliff sells it, you know, really well when, when he's carrying it over, he's lugging it over he says, it's, I don't know what it is, but it's
2: heavy What you got in there? I don't know, but it's heavy Here, Peef clean that table off right.
0: And when they plunk it down on the table you can feel the weight of it and, like the strength of the metal and then it's so like shiny and 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 the reflection off the you know off the silver um is like so cool but it's also like muscular looking it's like angry looking like it's so like it's like just so badass
5: it has a personality yeah
0: it has this like mean kind of shape and i don't know if this is just the camera angle or what but it almost looks like the rockets the two uh kind of silos cylinders aren't perfectly parallel but like slightly angled um like like this way a little bit so that they look yes almost like i don't know like there's just like a badass like angularity and kind of like just beefiness to it Mmm, beefy um i don't know just it's like yeah it looks muscular i don't know how like metal can look muscular but it's like a yeah like a car or something where you're like why how can a a a car, uh, like a muscle car that has like these like smooth, you know, metal shape to it look like like angry or or mean or badass and it's just design. It's just weird aesthetic things that trigger emotions in your brain, but whatever that like is, like this does it and it's just yeah fucking mind boggling. Yeah.
3: I don't know if you noticed this, Chris, but like also in in a second we're about to see this thing go. Um and oh, yeah. the way they I, I think what's also really cool is he goes, like, you know, PV says, oh my, what do we got here? That's a piece of work, isn't it?
2: Oh my. What do we got here? Here, take the back. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a piece of work, isn't it? Yeah. What are you supposed to do is a bomb or something? Uh, too complex to be a bomb.
3: I don't see any moving parts. And then at that point. Cliff sees a button. I
2: wouldn't touch that if I were you. And he <laughs> presses it. You
0: know what and you got to do when you see a button.
3: You got to press it. And what does TV say? I wouldn't touch that if you were, if I were you. And as he presses it, it cuts to a really close shot of the center vent. And what's really neat is that this prop works. Like, there's an actual working fan in there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, damn, prop department, you did your work. It looks. It starts to whir. Yeah, it's
0: only like one, two, three, four.
5: That is for sure an actor's dream. Like to to have to bring something as close to reality as possible is just such a gift because it it's there's less and less imaginary work that has to happen Mm. because you're just interacting with a real thing, or it just helps. Like every little bit of reality that you. Have with you on set just helps you create the illusion of reality.
0: Yeah, yeah. I just I counted say- it. It's sorry. It's exactly twelve frames. So after it cut, after it, there's a close up on Cliff's finger push depressing the button, and then it's only twelve frames. But you, it's a tight, tight shot on the that center vent, and you see the fan inside behind the the kind of like bars of the vent, and just for twelve frames. But the fan spins on and immediately spins so fast you it's just a blur but you see it only for like one or two frames before it it fires up and you can see the the fan you know still and then once the bu- the button is pushed it it fires up and you're just like oh yeah that's a real that's a real dude this thing. is like NASA
1: stuff <laughs> 12 11 10 9 ignition sequence start. 6 5, 5 4, 4. Three, Three,
3: thrusters on, two, two, one. And then like the, again, we'll talk about this much later when there's, I think there are better scenes to talk about the practical effects that are involved in this movie. But this shot where like the flames are bursting out of it and both actors dive back for their life. And then the thing goes flying up to the ceiling and bounces around. We see the, it cuts to this thing blasting off in a nanosecond, a giant flame, Explodes and both actors dive out of the way of what appears to be real flames hitting them. Yeah, then, I'm then going frame the, by
0: frame, and it
3: like that's not that's it. not, it not fake. <laughs> that's real. That definitely. I can tell. So I mean, there are definitely
5: like they they crafted this shot. They definitely have light coming out of the bottom of the um the pack. Yeah. So like if you if you look at the frame just before the flames burst out they're using real light and real smoke. Mm-hmm. So any sort of CGI that they maybe did, or if they used any CGI, they were using other real practical things there to yeah. lend it so much authenticity that it's just like, it's it's seamless. You really cannot tell whether it's real or fake.
3: Frame by frame, like right here at a le- 1343, the rocket flies up to the ceiling of the hangar, which is made of all wood. Mm-hmm. And at 1343 the beam running across the thing a chunk of real beam explodes yeah, out yeah. and the rocket pack we just see bits of wood flying everywhere and this rocket pack is now just pinballing around the entire facility with just chunks of wood flying everywhere things being knocked over and this again feels like Roger Rabbit where oh my god real you, stuff, you
0: stole my notes dude you literally, dude, literally stole my notes real the, stuff the baby is Herman Roger happening. Rabbit maroon cartoon something's cooking
4: going to the beauty parlor, darling. But I'm leaving you with your favorite friend, Roger. He's going to take very, very good care of you. Because if he doesn't, he's going back to the science lab.
5: Please.
1: Don't worry. Whatever you say. Yes, ma'am. I aye, aye, sir. okie dokey. Why, I'll take care of him like he was my own brother, or oh, my own sister. Ow! Oh. Or oh, my brother's sister, or oh, my second cousin who is
2: like a cowboy Or oh, my ninth cousin who is nine times removed from his place outside. Or oh, like my fifteenth. 15th... Oh, Like my seventeenth cousin, who is a
5: hundred and fifty six times removed from any side.
0: This could be a scene pulled straight out of. Something's cooking.
3: But like nowadays, like this, everything here would be CGI. But what makes this all feel so grounded and why a film from 1991 still looks great is all this stuff is like chunks of crap. It's actually flying into the actors. Yeah. And there are no shortcuts. No.
5: One of the real blessings i think about the not technological limitations but like you're right christian if this movie was being made today 90 percent of this would be happening with a computer mm. and a green screen and that is like a tragedy yeah because it's a tragedy there is there is an authenticity that this movie has with the way mm. the effects happen that it's so actual and real life that it lends so much like credibility to the film and the audience is that much more
3: invested in what
5: they're watching. Like
3: there's glass flying, like as again, like the rocket pack. And again, the the, the thing about the sequence that I take away is I believe this rocket pack can fly. I believe Dude, the chunk seeing of wood it, man can fly.
0: The chunk of wood that's taken out of the first beam that it ricochets off of. Like they didn't have yeah. to. They could have just shown it ricocheting and like add a little. Spark there are no effect, shortcuts. But literally, nope. it's on. Fr- it's on screen for seven eight frames like a it's, split second it's man. not even it's, enough it's, to it's, register it's, 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 but now it's I'm barely recognizable like, oh yeah they actually took a chunk of wood yes out of the beam
3: <laughs> yeah yes and then yeah. it crashes through the pv's office it appears oh i the love this flies this,
0: uh, straight ahead pov shot all- along the floor as it's zooming toward uh pv's feet and he has to pull his legs up because of course he's sitting on the floor after he was knocked backward from the initial blast of the thing taking off and so he's on rocket the floor cam. and the thing <laughs> you we're seeing the perspective the POV of the rocket pack itself shooting along the floor of their of their you know their uh, their hangar and PV's legs are in its path and right at the last second he has to yank his feet out of the way so they're not shot off by the rocket pack
5: yeah yeah another moment just like that uh with the wood beam is at 1343 you'll see the pack careens into the lamp do you notice that there's a hanging lamp so it oh, so, it, so yep, it crashes yep, yep. into the wood beam yep, right hits the
3: lamp and then it hits the
5: lamp and the lamp just um nudges to the side yeah yeah
3: oh, and my God. as as this thing flies through pv's office, again, Everything is just exploding. Like it's It's just—it's so chaotic. The wall, the wall that's like kind of like the door frame, explodes with just splintering wood everywhere. And there's an enormous explosion in pv's office, which blows out the glass windows. And (laughs) yes, the glass windows, (laughs) dude, it's so cool, blown
0: out by the by the strength of the blast. Truly,
5: no shortcuts. No. No shortcuts. Hey guys, it's Chris. I wanted to take a quick break here to remind you that The Rewindables is now on Patreon. If you love what we do and love what we make and you want to help us keep this podcast independent and ad-free, obviously it's just a labor of love for all of us. You can help us out by going over to patreon.com slash the rewindables, patreon.com slash the rewindables. There are three different tiers of membership, each with different perks, it's the simplest and easiest way to support all the movie deep dive podcasts that we create. Becoming a Patreon gets you all sorts of perks with bonus podcasts
3: and content about the Rocketeer. And I was sitting there eating a cupcake and I look up and I was like, is that Rosebud from Citizen Kane? And yes, it was. <laughs> with In- the- <laughs> Office. he just has rose you also get access to swish
5: fm plus which is the irreverent basketball deep dive podcast that i do with ben comes a dunk. so if you're in a position to help head over there it's greatly felt and appreciated patreon.com slash the rewindables you sign up you'll get a private podcast feed where all the bonus content with the uh, free episodes will be delivered every week patreon.com slash rewindables now back to the show Cliff picks up the pack. And... Well, no,
0: for the only way oh. again. Sorry, just not to slow you down, Chris. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The way this right. is all sequenced out, it's so the rocket pack is still going. It's still firing. Flames are shooting out of it. Right. And this, like, this is clearly a a real you know prop with fire shooting out of it. Like, I have to imagine there's some kind of I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's CG. If not fire, or light. There, but, yeah, there's, there's something, something shooting. There's something on. shooting out of. Um, yeah, and it's but it's stuck. It's lodged in place. You know, in the office, it's because it's uh, stuck into the right. into the side of the wall. But it's still on, so it's still shooting this massive flame out the bottom of it. Yeah. To the point that in order to turn it off, Cliff has to reach with a broom. And yep. flick off the flick the off button with the end of the broom handle. Can we talk about the sound that it makes after it's flicked off?
3: Yes, yes. I don't. Yes, please do, Ben.
0: So, this is the kind of shit that sells something. Uh, when when you're when you're making a movie magic. Very good. Yeah, improvement in the kingdom of the madness, that's okay. I, I equate this a lot to uh, the first time I saw Back to the Future. I know I've like made that comp a lot. Oh also I don't know if we ever mentioned but the a guy who edited um this movie, uh yeah. Arthur uh Schmidt, yeah, we talk about it. I think is his name mm-hmm. also edited yep. Back to the Future. The first time I saw Back to the Future, you know, seeing the DeLorean blast into the air when it hits eighty eight miles per hour and disappear was really cool.
2: Most.
0: But the thing that was even cooler is when it comes back into the parking lot of Twin Pines Mall or whatever it is, and it's like icy, cold, and steaming.
2: one minute behind mine it's still ticking he's all right he's fine and he's completely unaware that anything happened as far as he's concerned the trip was instantaneous that's why
3: his watch is exactly one minute behind mine he skipped over that minute to instantly arrive at this moment in time and
0: that was the thing that made it feel real it was that visceral detail of like oh this like something like crazy like some like chemical reaction happened yeah when this thing time traveled because it was just a normal looking i mean obviously a cool looking delorean but it was a normal car and now it's back and it's covered in ice mm-hmm. and steaming and you know marty has to like very gingerly like approach it and kind of like tap it or i forget maybe doc is the yeah doc and marty's uh holding the the video camera so doc is the first one that touches it and marty's like what, what is it is it hot and doc's like no it's cold um, and that's the kind of stuff that sells, like a a fantasy that makes you yep. immersed in a movie as a kid. Um, when you're watching something and you're like, "Oh, okay, I'm I'm no longer like watching that." Like that's suspension of disbelief. Like that's how that works. And so, in The Rocketeer, when Cliff flicks off the uh, the switch with the end of the broom handle. The noise, the wind down noise of this that fan world. is cool. so like... just an engine
3: cooling down. It's an engine, cool. oh it's an engine like it's a fan shutting down, but it's like a very subtle effect. I agree. Yeah, you hear it and you go, I so believe it's
0: real. realistic seeming. And again, I don't know how the hell engines work. If that would actually like make that noise, if it had that kind of, But you hear that and you're just like, oh, I believe that's a real thing. Like that's what that would sound like. And it just sells the whole gimmick sells the fantasy full like lock, stock and barrel. I am like hooked, you know, like you got. I
3: will say and I will talk about this in greater depth later. But the thing that I think is like the kind of the greatest tragedy of how genuine general public tends to perceive films is there's a lot of credit given to like directors, there's a lot of credit given to writers, and there's a lot of credit given to actors. But like, film in general is such a team sport and, like, everyone needs to be playing at their highest level for things to be believable. And what's true of that is, like, set decoration, props, mm-hmm. uh costume choices. And, like, this movie has everyone playing at the top of their game, obviously. Like, from the... Everything here just feels so lived in. And, like, the explosions of, like, the fragments of the wall flying off adds to my... Be- my moment of believing this is possible because yeah. this movie doesn't work at all if I don't believe the jetpack could fly. If I don't yeah. believe that that thing can fly, then this movie falls apart. I think. Yeah. But that engine looks real. It sounds real. It, it looks the like flame it actually
0: looks real as shit. Dude, the sound it looks... is like deafening. It's like yeah, the whole way the act. Like I mean, shout out again, Billy Campbell and Alan Arkin for selling like their their fear and their shock and their like. and they're off yeah and they're off yeah Yeah.
5: so like Ben said they uh, Cliff uses the mop handle to shut off the device and they approach it in the office they're completely awestruck you're hearing the sound of of the engine you know winding down powering down and they touch the shell of the device that the the housing of the device it's still cool
0: PV PV gives it a sniff the housing's still cool
2: huh Runs on alcohol. What's the damn thing for? Hold it, Pete. Huh? Hold it.
3: What's the damn thing for? And at this moment oh is boy. this has so many needle drop moments that I love about this movie and this is the next one the first one was like tell him Howard Hughes said so number one this is number two we've just been introduced to the rocket pack is that's number two and the number three is what's the damn thing for And Cliff goes hold it peeve hold it And we see that this thing has a backpack strap on it. Cliff slips it over. And we get a, a little click of the belt. Yeah. Oh, belt it's, it's got backpack straps and a seatbelt. Yeah.
0: And yeah. A, it's not just like a It's not a belt. It's a full on like harness belt. Harness. Yep. And With we like, have a, yeah. a James oh,
3: Horner, a James Horner sound cue here. Yeah, baby. That just, I don't know. It gives this menace of like, this is dangerous. Something bad Something, could something bad. Yeah, right. Could that's could the happen.
0: thing. It's yeah. not a triumphant. It's not and the hero music. It's, it's the like, the kind of menacing a, dark tone version of the, yes. of the main score.
5: And there were a few things happening. It's the music, it's the click of the strap, but mm-hmm. it's also the glint in Billy Campbell's eye. Yeah, I mean, we have to this, talk about aha. this double
0: reaction shot of yeah. uh, the the slow, I mean, it reminded me a lot of maybe a judge, an Olympic judge from uh, The Cutting Edge, uh, uh, PV's reaction where- A certain lean in. Yeah, a certain yeah. lean in and the parting, the very slow, gradual- kind of uh, you know, involuntary parting of the lips as oh he gazes God. upon this thing and it suddenly dawns on him exactly what they're dealing with and then we get the double reaction cut to Cliff I'm not going to talk right now about Cliff's face in this moment or oh, you how can, makes me feel <laughs> I'm just <laughs> going to talk point, about ex-
3: rock hard. <laughs> the expression that he made, your
0: words not mine the expression that he makes
5: So sorry, Kate
0: <laughs> It's okay, thankfully my wife does not listen to my podcast yeah, yeah. Uh, But, I mean, let's just say Whoever lit this shot uh, And perfectly uh, and, and also, uh, you know the, the perfect smudges of grease on Cliff's f- perfect face <laughs> and, the, and the light in his eyes Okay, okay, okay I'm stopping, I'm calming down Calm okay. down I'm calming down but just a Don't little... worry, Chris.
3: Ben is still cool to the touch. He runs on yeah. alcohol. I run on alcohol.
0: The housing is still cool, folks. He runs the on. The housing soldiers. is yeah. cool. Okay, calming uh... down. But my God, the little like glint in his eye, and then just the slightest, subtlest little smile at the very end. PV is scared, but Cliff has something else in mind.
5: Yeah. I mean, it's he's put on a superhero cape, basically. Yep. Like the music, the music swelling, Peavy's awareness. Like, my God, what have I done? What, like, what have we just found? And the aha moment in in Cliff's eyes it's it's undeniable that we don't know exactly what's going to happen. We don't know how he's going to use this instrument, but it's very clear this has the potential, unlimited yeah. potential.
2: I take the threat very serious.
0: This is a game this is a game changer folks. This is a game changer. Like we got a whole new movie now.
3: You have to be willing to rewatch a movie.